the people around the world, this is the teaching. Oh no, here. Oh, where's Casey, you ask? I'm probably chasing waves, making the guys chase me. Chasing some money on the toilet or just not answering my phone. Welcome to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast, where nothing makes sense and I roast the kooks, even though sometimes I am one. Follow along with me on my crazy journey, and I'll see you in the lineup. What is up, mermaids and mermen? Welcome back to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast. This is your host, back in America, Casey Flaherty. Okay, guys, I've been a little bit MIA, but a lot of shit has gone down. And I want to sum up my whole trip for you guys and give you a little life update. And then at the end... I'm going to give you my tricks and tips for my money-making scheme because I've been getting a lot of questions. How do you travel so much? How do you do it? Bitch, I don't know. It's called hard work, and I'm going to explain all of that to you guys at the end. So I started my travels in Nosara. I stayed for a month with Georgia. It was awesome. We trained with the coach, and then John B. came. Took a shuttle five hours from Nasara to Santa Teresa and stayed for like a week and a half. It was epic. I told you guys all about that. Then we took a shuttle to a ferry, got on a ferry in Costa Rica with all of our shit. Two board bags, a suitcase, two backpacks and a duffel bag. Yep, I know I'm kind of bougie. I have to bring a lot of things. Then another shuttle to San Jose, rented a car. Started our crazy journey of most of the coast um, of the Pacific side of Costa Rica. My dad was like, you guys have to stop in Dominical. It's going to be great. So we decided, okay, we got to stop in Dominical. And let me tell you, it was the weirdest place I have ever been. And I don't recommend anyone to go. The vibe was just not a surf vibe it was weird but the waves were firing but it was so weird that we didn't even surf because I was just like what is going on in this area so we get there at like sunset go out to dinner and I'm looking around and I'm like okay maybe we're just gonna get an Airbnb maybe I should spend a little bit more money on an Airbnb tonight since it's a little scary around here so I spend a little more money I book it it says it's right on the beach well then I get the real address it's in the ghetto We can't even get out of the car. So that was a little bit of a hot mess night. Then we drove. I was kind of hiding it from you guys, but I'm going to tell you to Pavone's, the second longest left in the world. And let me tell you, it was so epic. I didn't realize that waves went that long, like for a mile. It was great. You were just standing up and you were going for so long that you're like, I need to fall because my legs hurt. It was awesome. Pavone's is a cobblestone break. If you ever surf trestles, it's the same thing as trestles. And it's not that scary. It's kind of fun surfing on rock because I was surfing on a beach break for so long. So it was fun to be on a rock again. And the waves fired. People were saying that it was like the swell of the year. It was huge. Eddie Jones was coming at me. We stayed in a house that had no water, so it was a little bit smelly and gross, but it was super fun. You should definitely go to Pavone's if you're a surfer, but if you're not a surfer, you probably should steer clear of Pavone's because there's nothing else to do besides surf, surf, and then just surf a little bit more. 
So then right across from Pavones, if you just took a hopped on a boat and went 10 miles across is Matapalo. But to drive there, to get there on a car, it takes about four and a half, maybe five hours. And let me tell you about Matapalo. My family has a little bit of a history there. Don't tell anyone, but let me give you the scoop on Matapalo. Just keep this to yourselves, guys, okay? So Matapalo is, there's one way to get in, and it is by dirt road. It is an hour away from any gas station, any store. So we had to load up our car with all the stuff that we needed. There's not even fruit stands in Matapalo. It's crazy town over there. And it is a regular footer's dream. There are three point breaks right outside your backyard. There's Montapalo, which is the biggest wave. It's kind of scary to surf. There is Backwash, which is on a reef, and the wave comes up from nothing, and it is so cool, and it bowls up. And then there is Sweetbread, which is the inside's a beginner wave, and the outside's like super rocky and fun, and it, you can get 100 turns on it. I had never been here before. But I knew I had to go there because I'm regular foot. We just spent a week with John B. and Pavones rocking it left to fo- uh, goofy footer. So, you know, it's my time to shine. I get to go to a regular spot. We got a compromise here, you know. So I'm going to tell you my family's history at Montepalo. Okay. So over 20 years ago, honestly, way more than that, maybe 30, I want to say, my dad and my uncle somehow went camping in Montepalo. I don't even know how the hell they got there or why they were like, oh, let's go camping in Montepalo. Because it was probably just not even a dirt road. I don't even know how they got there. But they camped there. Kind of narnar. There are scary things out there. They're like really, it is the jungle, like the thick jungle. Snakes everywhere, scary animals. I don't even know what their names are. Cats, howler monkeys, you name it. Pa- and not just one howler monkey, like packs of howler monkeys, like 30 of them, like ganging up. They're scary. So my uncle and my dad go camping in Montepalo. And of course, you know. It's like in a movie. My uncle meets a girl there. He ends up staying, falling in love, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I mean, he's probably stoked. He met some girl that lives in Montepalo. Um, Dream come true for any surfer guy. Come on, you get a free stay at Montepalo. This is great. So he is there living it up. And my grandma ended, his mom ended up going and loving the girl and staying there. And I think one of his friends was there, too, visiting from the States. And, you know, they probably partied the night before because there's nothing really to do there besides surf and party and maybe get attacked by a snake. But whatever. So he, they get drunk the night before and it's firing at Montepalo, which is the biggest and scariest wave. And it's a very far paddle out. So my uncle's friend is on the beach, hungover, drunk, laying there, probably laying in his own vomit. And my uncle decides, oh, I'm going to paddle out. And it's in the middle of rainy season. And rainy season means logs floating in the water, crocs, mucky water, scary town, scary scariness. The water's disgusting. It's not magical Costa Rica. It's 
crazy land, especially here because it probably flood. It rains so much. It probably floods a lot. There's a lot of rivers that overflow. There's no one protecting it. So he's out surfing. He caught a wave and he's paddling back out. He's like, ow, my hand. He pulls up his hand. Shark attack. Hand, fingers, the shark bit his fingers and he's bleeding out. He's waving for help, yelling for help. Well, the drunk friend is on the beach, passed out, so he's no help. So he said, I have two options here. I can either stay on my board, pull up my hands and my feet, bleed out and die. Or I can put my bloody ass hand in the water, paddle back into the beach and maybe get attacked by another shark. So he's like, screw it. I'm going into the beach. So he paddles in and he calls my grandma and he says, Ma, guess what? And she goes, you got married. He's like, nah, I got attacked by a shark. So my uncle was attacked by a shark in Montepalo. And no one really, when I was growing up, wanted to tell me about this because I had a huge fear of sharks. And I, then I started going to Costa Rica and I kind of got over my fear. But no one really told me that it was in Montepalo until the day before I'm going to Montepalo. And my dad said, oh, that's where your uncle was attacked by a shark. So I was happy to go here, carry on the legacy, meet some of their friends, have a great time, surf some incredible waves, get like 18 turns on a wave. I mean, that's heaven right there. That's heaven. That's where I want to die, Montepalo. After Montepalo, we were kind of ready to leave because there's no people. So it was just me and John B. You're not seeing people. And we hopped back in the car and we headed back to Santa Teresa. And on the way, we stopped in Playa Hermosa. There was no swell anywhere. But Playa Hermosa was like a beach break, chest high. We hadn't surfed a, break, a beach break in a long time. And we paddled out. And it was so fun just to surf a chill, mellow wave again. Not be scared for your life every time you paddle out. You're going to fall and land on a scary-ass reef or rock. That was super fun. We stayed at a really, really beautiful Airbnb, they fed us breakfast the next day. Have you ever heard of an Airbnb feeding you a fruit breakfast the next day? I haven't. We hopped back in the car and we headed to Santa Teresa for the rest of our trip. We got some really good swell at the end of their trip. And I finally figured out the wave in Santa Teresa. It's a really easy but hard wave. At first, it's really confusing. I didn't understand it. And I finally understood the wave at the end of the trip and got it hooked. And I Really, really love it there, and I want to spend a lot more time in Santa Teresa. We were supposed to leave on April 7th. Well, we just kept extending and extending and finally headed home on April 19th. So April 19th comes around. We leave at 3 a.m. in the morning from Santa Teresa and drive. we're driving to San Jose. To get to San Jose from Santa Teresa, it's kind of a little bit of a process. So first, got to drive in the dark at 3 a.m., down all these windy ass roads to a ferry. Little bit scary. We're driving down these roads and we look at our gas. It's at empty. It's like 4.30 in the morning and it's dark in Costa Rica. You think a gas station will be open? Luckily, God was with me right there. And one second later, there's a huge gas station next to me open. And it's like New Jersey. They pump your gas in Costa Rica. They have to. I don't know what's going on. So we get some gas, hop on the ferry with the car, get off the ferry, drive to the car rental place to ditch the car, which was, I mean, every other time we rented a car, it's so complicated. This was the easiest car rental we have 
I have ever had in my life. Natural car rental in San Jose. If you ever go to Costa Rica, definitely rent from them. We get to the airport. We have so much stuff. So we have two board bags, a suitcase, two backpacks, and a duffel bag that's so heavy. Um, I check everything but the two backpacks and the duffel bag. We get on the plane and we fly to Charlotte. Now, we have been in Costa Rica on a budget. Well, I've been in Costa Rica on a budget for two months. A girl's dying for Chick-fil-A. And you know, Charlotte Airport has a Chick-fil-A. So, and there's a layover. So I'm stoked. I'm like, I'm getting my Chick-fil-A. I'm starving myself in the airport. I'm prepping. This vegan's going down with some chicken. So I'm prepping my stomach all day. I'm like, I'm getting that Chick-fil-A. I can starve myself. I can starve myself. I'm going to make it. We get to Charlotte. I'm like, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A time. We get out of the plane. We get to customs. We stand in the line for maybe two hours. There was 200 people in the customs line with four people working like sloths. We finally get through. I re- I'm like, I'm going to miss my plane now. I'm missing my plane, whatever. I'm like oh shit, we still have to get our bags and recheck them. We grab our bags. Now we're running with all of our luggage, like maniacs. My board bag is so heavy that I can't even hold it. I'm dragging it. Then we have to recheck our bags and they're they're just not helping us. We have all these board bags that no one can ever understand that we're surfers and we have surfboards. They don't know. They think it's golf clubs, of course. We finally, we ditch our bags to ditch our bags, John B. had to jump over a conveyor belt thing, too. I, I was nar-nar. We, or I'm like, okay, we made it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the flight. We start running. We realize, oh, no, we have to go through security again. I'm like, okay, it's okay. I have TSA pre. It doesn't matter. I got TSA pre. Best $60 I've ever spent in my life. Let's do this thing. We're waiting in line. Line takes another 20 minutes. My flight's boarding. My flight has now is now only five minutes left to board. I'm freaking out. We get up. We, you know, they scan our ID, what it, scan our ticket. They give me the little TSA pre card. We put all of our stuff down. Now, since I have TSA pre, I don't have to take off my shoes. I don't have to take my laptops and phones out of my bags and my camera. Reminder, I have a backpack and a duffel bag. I put my stuff down on the thing to go through the little security where they check it in the little machine. They're like yelling at me. You you got to put, take your shoes off. I'm like, no, I don't have TSA pre. There's a whole thing. It takes like another five minutes. I get through. I'm like, bye, John B. See you in two weeks. Bye, bitch. I get my backpack. I grab my backpack and I take off my shoes and I start running. Charlotte airport is too big. I, it must be three miles long. I was running for five minutes to get to my gate. I'm running. Woo! I'm feeling good. I'm like, yeah, I got in shape on this trip. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm ready for some Bondi rescue stuff. Let's do this. Baywatch, baby. I get to the gate. I'm like, why is why am I so light? Why don't I have much? Oh, no. I forgot my duffel bag at security. I turn around. I start running back. One minute left to board. Now, when your bag gets pulled, they like have to check it or whatever. I see someone holding up the bag. Last call, last call. And you know, I don't even know what they would do if they had an abandoned bag in the airport. Shut it down, bomb, baby. So I get up. She, I found the best peanut butter in the world at Pavone's. 
I bought so much. I'm like, oh, I'm giving it to my family. I'm going to be such a good daughter, sister. And I found really good hair product. She's like taking it out. You can't have this. You can't have this. I'm like, how? I just rode from Costa Rica on your plane, your American Airlines plane with it in. But whatever, just take it. And, and she's like, you can't. She's throwing it in the garbage. I'm like, oh, no, don't throw it in the garbage. If I can't take it, you should take it home to your family. It's the best thing ever. Use it. Use it. Use it. I grab my bag and I run. I'm running back. I'm about, now I'm about to pass out. I haven't had food all day and it's 10 at night. I finally make it. It's me and one other person that boards behind me. And you know what those people have that boarded behind me? Burger King. I was ready to pay them $30 for their burger. I didn't care anymore. I was about to die. I get on my plane and I finally made it back to New Jersey. And now I'm home safe and sound. I'm spending some time with my family, recording some podcast interviews, one with my sister, one with my brother, and one with the first surf shop that ever sponsored me. And Get ready to hear about Melissa because she's crazy. I'm making my mom whip up some good vegan meals, seeing some friends and family, and throwing a pop-up shop. What? By the way, I never got my Chick-fil-A, and I still don't have my Chick-fil-A, and I hope maybe my mommy will get me some Chick-fil-A. Do you like clothes? Do you like jewelry? Do you like surfboards? Do you like wetsuits? Do you like traveling mermaid merch? Uh, count me in. Guys, we are hosting the first ever Hot Mess Mermaid Sale pop-up shop, whatever you want to call it, hosted by the Traveling Mermaid. It is on Saturday, April 24th. Saturday, April 24th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. here in New Jersey, baby. Head over to my Instagram for the address at the Traveling Mermaid. Surf everything from the mermaid's closet plus apparel, jewelry, surfboards, and so much more. Guys, I got to get ready to live in a shed this summer. So I got to get all this shit out of here from like, I have all this Billabong stuff, Roxy stuff, O'Neill, you name it. Also, bring a screenshot of your five-star review of the Traveling Mermaid podcast on Apple and receive a free logo sticker. Plus, your name will be entered to win a free surf lesson with the mermaid. Make sure you guys are there Saturday, April 24th. Okay, let's talk about my money-making scheme. In a week, I will hit the road to the Outer Banks and be living in a shed. Yeah, I'm living in a shed, people. It's going to get pretty crazy this summer. And I received so many questions on how I afford my travels. No, I don't have some rich daddy paying for my travels. It's called hard work and you can do it too. So I usually lifeguard where I make an hourly rate And then I usually work at a restaurant and make tips. And my biggest money income, I think, is surf lessons and babysitting. It's so easy to make money fast if you work a lot. And the harder I work in the summer, the more I can travel. So everyone asking me, how do you do all these travels? One, I don't stay in a fancy place. And two, I usually work really hard to find cheap flights and try to make it cheap and just do it the best way I can. I eat cheap in Costa Rica. I was eating at sodas. So I was getting like $5 meals. that was filling me up for the day. Working is fun for me. If I'm making a positive impact on other people and in the summer, I barely spend money since I'm working and surfing when I'm not working. So I'm not really spending any money except on surfboards. Usually 
if you work hard and you put a lot of time in, you can make money really fast and you don't have a lot of expenses. That means you can't go to your local coffee shop and get a $5 coffee every day. You're going to have to make it at home. If you want to make some sacrifices, then you can live in some pretty cool places. Hard, hard work. You can have a job during the day, a restaurant job during the night. And I recommend on the weekends to do babysitting or something where you're making cash and it's not being taxed and you can just put that money right into your pocket. Usually the cash I make is my spending money and then the actual like hourly rate that I have, I put it towards like savings for my travels. And that's how I usually work it. I know a lot of people, they just work in the summer and then they are going to school and they just spend all their money that winter. You got to make sure you put it in your savings and plan out what you want to do. Plan goals for the week, how much you want to spend. That's what I usually do. And I try to spend close to nothing during the week. Raise? I can't see. Is that you? Waves? Oh my gosh, it's firing. I'm getting barreled. Guys, Raisin Waves, the best jewelry company in the business. She is a local artist. She is the best girl ever. And let me tell you a little secret. At this pop-up shop on Saturday, we are doing a Traveling Mermaid and Raisin Waves collection. Yes, you heard me. A Traveling Mermaid jewelry collection. And you know she made it so cute. Please support Raisin Waves. Her jewelry is so cute. She has merch. She has hats. She has sweatshirts. She has bracelets. Her earrings are my favorite necklaces. Head over to raiseandwaves.com. That's raise, R-A-E-S, the letter N, waves.com. And use code MERMAID in all capital letters for 20% off your purchase. Come on, guys. It's a steal and you're going to be supporting an amazing small business. That's raisinwaves.com and use discount code MERMAID in all capitals for 20% off your purchase. I know I promised you guys tips on surfing and college stories and trust me, it's coming. So many episodes are coming this week. I've been so behind and I'm going to catch up. Tomorrow I'm interviewing my sister, so we'll see how that goes. She is the official bowl queen. She is a crazy man. And I want to leave you guys with this and what I have realized over these past two and a half months. Travel is the key to my happiness. And not only is it surfing, but it's traveling and exploring new things and being in crazy situations and getting out of them. So if you feel lost or you don't know what makes you happy, then get the hell out and travel. It's not too late to bust your ass this summer and make it so you can travel in the winter. Please, guys, just go out and travel. It's good for the world and it's good for the soul. Everyone that travels is usually pretty happy. You meet so many different people. And I really, really, really recommend if you are a solo traveler to head to Santa Teresa. You could stay a place to stay is there's one called Zanetas and it's a hostel. And there are so many solo travelers there. It's right on the beach in front of the main break. I mean, come on, guys. Just head out and travel. It's easy. If you don't like it, you can always turn around and come home. Don't forget about the pop-up shop on Saturday, April 24th, this weekend. Make someone smile today. I'll see you guys in the lineup. Love ya, the traveling mermaid. Don't forget, look for me this week at Big M, baby. Baby.